0: Collegiate definitely opens up the doors to a whole new world. It's, it's a whole different family that's out there um, that just wants to support each other. And I've seen people who learned in their freshman year and now are in the top 10% in all three events um, just because they started in Collegiate. So, it's, yeah, it's definitely a place where the sport can grow and where we can hopefully retain them after they graduate as well. Um, But that's definitely the main difference, just having a team over individual. Um, And of course, you still have your individual placement within every tournament, um, even against your teammates. But overall, it's, it's a team event.
1: Welcome to the second episode of the Water Ski Podcast. Um, Before I introduce my first interview for this podcast, I would like to thank everyone who has subscribed so far, whatever you have, um, if it's iTunes or Spotify, Stitcher, um, whatever you get your podcast. I've been submitting this as much as I can to all the venues and apps and That's because the goal of this is to hopefully spread the word about the sport. And also, thank you to all that have already donated. I've only done an intro episode, kind of claiming what I'm planning on doing. And to all of of you who came in and donated some money, wow, it's uh, much appreciated. I've already been able to buy some new recording gear, which is on its way, to hopefully enhance the quality of of this podcast. So this week, I had a chance to interview Ashley Stevens, who is a mechanical engineering major at uh, Clemson University and is the current president of their ski team. And the reason why I wanted to interview her is that the Clemson Tigers have been climbing up the rankings of collegiate water skiing for the last three or four years and her being the current president and a senior, she has lived through that really exponential growth of the team. And I thought it would be a good opportunity about hearing the story, which I was very curious about, and also to talk about collegiate skiing. I am firmly convinced that it's a great, uh, maybe one of the greatest part of water skiing worldwide and a great way to promote the sport to young people and also these young people eventually will get into the job market and hopefully will be continuing to ski and bring some friends along the way so without any further ado um, here's the interview with Ashley from Clemson Tigers water ski team all right well Ashley welcome to the podcast uh, so nice to have you for our first interview and I'm very stoked to have you here because I've been following the uh, Clemson water ski team for a while now. And um, But before we get into talking about your team and, and what you guys have been doing there, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, um, see who you are and what you've been up to lately.
0: Well, I'm Ashley Stevens and I go to Clemson University, which is why we want to be here. Um, I'm from West Palm Beach right by Okehealy, but originally I was born in Pennsylvania, so I grew up skiing on a river before coming down and getting spoiled and just all the sun. Right. Um, Both of my parents grew up skiing. My dad was a barefooter and my mom was a three-eventer, so kind of opposite ends of the spectrum and somehow they met and uh, I just grew up skiing in her arms and continued on my own two feet.
1: There you go. What what made you choose uh, three event over barefooting? Or do you barefoot as well?
0: I know how to barefoot, but I haven't. I think I've done one barefoot competition when I was really young up in Pennsylvania. Um, actually, before I started college, I three evented for maybe one or two years, but it was mostly just slalom because I played volleyball as well. Uh-huh. So kind of time commitment can only do so much in a day. Right. Um but the team score three event for women's definitely helps. When I first came into Clemson, there was uh, just a handful of us that were on the women's team. We didn't usually have a full women's team at any tournament. Um, so you're know, like, okay, you have to do regionals and nationals. And after that, I was just kind of hooked and kept going.
1: There you go. There you go. And when did you join the team?
0: My first year was fall of
1: 2016. 2016. So, so are you a senior?
0: I am, but Clemson has this awesome program where I was on co-op this from January to May um, and it adds on a year. So while this is technically my last year and it's the last year of eligibility, I still have one more year of school.
1: Okay. Okay. Interesting. And what what is your degree? What are you going for?
0: I have a mechanical engineering, or I'm going for my mechanical engineering degree with a business minor.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Solid. Solid. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, um, so you have been there for, I guess, four years, three mm-hmm. and a half to four years, so I think I'm very stoked to t- talk with you because you probably saw the really exponential growth of this team in the last three or four years, so why don't, don't you tell me a little bit where the team was when you showed up? You already said there wasn't like a full um, three event women's uh, team, Mm-hmm. Um, and how things progressed all the way until today.
0: Yeah, so when I first came in, there was two girls that um, that I kind of were closer with and were the main three, and we had a few others that just came in and out to certain tournaments, um, but three out of five for a tournament with only two of us always three eventing doesn't really give a, a huge women's score, team score overall. Right. Um, and now we're competing for the top spots for our women's team and our guys' team. So it's it's kind of been the two extremes, going from just a few to having an abundance of skiers who just want to learn and um, be able to go to nationals for our team. Um, but our team overall started actually in 1984. So this is our 35th year of wow. being around. Wow. Yeah, it, I believe there's only one or two other schools that's been around as long as we have
1: yeah yeah no that's a that's a long time being around you know and uh, so some of our listeners may not know what collegiate skiing is and I'm sure we can educate them a little bit about it but why don't you start explaining like how you we compete in collegiate skiing what are the rules um, Mm -hmm. how the whole format goes
0: So you basically just take traditional skiing, so you have your slalom, your trick, and your jump, and then instead of it being individual, it's the only time, or one of the only times where water skiing gets to be a team sport, and you get to cheer on everyone on your team. So you have the top five skiers per an event and per gender, so you could have anywhere from um, ten, so five women, five men, who just do all three events, to having... Um, one person who's a single event skier for all those positions so it it could get to a big team but then it also gets expensive at the same time because there's no way this sport is uh, inexpensive in the least Um, but Galicia definitely opens up the doors to a whole new world it's it's a whole different family that's out there um, that just wants to support each other and I've seen people who learned in their freshman year and now are in the top 10% in all three events, um, just because they started in collegiate. So it's, yeah, it's definitely a place where the sport can grow and where we can hopefully retain them after they graduate as well. Um, but that's definitely the main difference, just having a team over individual. Um, and of course you still have your individual placement within every tournament, um, even against your teammates, but overall it's, it's a team event.
1: Right, right. And I think it's a true team event, right? Because there's some tournaments around the world like say the World Championships or the Pan American Championships mm-hmm. where you have a you represent your country and then they take the top 3 overall scores and they des- they compile them and then they decide which team is first or second. And it really mm-hmm. comes down to performance. Whereas in collegiate it's just placement, right? So yes. So if you have yes. 60 people, like 60 women trickers, number one brings 600 points to their team, second brings 590, third 580 and so forth. right? Yes,
0: yeah, so it definitely utilizes everyone's on the team. So even if you may be the lowest score, if you just did a slide slide, I'm sure you beat out about five people and you're still getting uh, quite a few points for the team placement overall
1: which I think it's, it's a great thing about uh, collegiate skiing. And I don't know about you guys, but back when I was um, doing collegiate skiing, we would always try to find those lumps, right? So those points in tricks or those meters in jump, or feet, sorry, mm-hmm. or uh, buoys, <laughs> where you knew you had, like, I don't know, 15 people potentially, say at, I don't know, two at 28 off. Mm-hmm. So you knew that if you, if you get that third ball, that would be like two hundred points more, right? Yeah,
0: just because you know you're beating out that whole um. Oh yeah, it's that still happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and I think it's 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 fantastic because then, you know, you you really as a team when you're training together. Because I'm assuming you guys ski with each other and and try to coach each other, um, like you really you target the person that is like, okay, you're very likely to bring a lot of points if you just get that reverse back. So we better learn it, right?
0: Yes, yes. Our team captain this year, James Weber, he's actually been doing great with um, just teaching people what tricks to learn next or how to coaching them, basically, because we don't have a coach. We're, we're all student led. Um, and it's truly just us going out and saying, OK, we know this. This is what we have to learn next and figuring out where we can improve on our own. Um, yeah.
1: No, of course. And I think it's, I think it's the challenge and the beauty about collegiate skiing, right? Like the fact that you're skiing with your friends who might also know a little bit more than you in something. So they help you say in tricks while you might help them in slalom and you're taking classes with them. Some of you guys might be roommates. I think it's just the best four years that any, any skier can have in their life.
0: Oh, yeah, it definitely becomes a family because you're traveling every weekend together, living together on the weekends, possibly living together outside of that as well. And then I think the only time away is having classes. So we definitely get to know each other.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, of course. Um, And one one of the things I'm curious about is, um, of course, it's a club sport. And we should say that um, water skiing is not an NCAA recognized sport. But there are almost a hundred universities nationwide. like it's it's a pretty high numbers of universities that have a ski team.
0: There are. I believe the midwest takes takes the trophy for how many teams they have in the region. Um, but we're definitely growing as well. We have had at least five teams reach out to our or our membership chair, our region's membership chair this year, um, just asking how they can get started. and we're hoping to see them out either this year or next. So, it's definitely growing, um, but it has its it has its own ups and downs for how they come in and how they leave.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about the downs then. What um what do you see? What do you see the model failing? Like what? Why are aren't you know newer newer teams like staying in the NCWSA? Mm-hmm. What do you think some of the fallacies are there?
0: We have one um, actual new team, Lando University in South Carolina. This is their second year, I believe, um, competing. And we were talking last weekend just about how they can continue. And their main problem is having a boat and a driver. That is definitely one of the biggest costs to the sport. And obviously college students do not have that much money as we're paying our own tuition. Um, And then having the liability of that as well. So, So sorry.
1: There's no scholarships uh, offered by any of the team members at Clemson University.
0: Not at Clemson. Uh, we we get funded pretty well with the boats, and we can or the school gives academic scholarships, but there's none for any non ncwa sports.
1: Okay, okay, perfect. Just wanted to make that clear because I know that it's, there's some schools in the U.S. where skiers are fortunate enough to get an academic scholarship or even some kind of like. Skiing related scholarship, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Yeah, we
0: we have three of them in our region. So we go from Maine all the way down to Florida Um, so we have three of I think there's like six right now that still give out scholarships Um, and one of our three is getting a little bit more picky. So they're not giving out as many scholarships anymore
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, which obviously it's a it's an issue um in terms of recruitment, right?
0: It is. It makes it harder to get the out-of-state skiers, so it kind of limits who comes in and what knowledge they have.
1: Yeah. And yet, you guys over the last three or four years have been able to improve tremendously, like to the point that you have high-scoring skiers and a very solid team. So I'm curious to hear, what do you attribute that to? Like, how do you guys were able to attract better skiers over the last few years?
0: Um it there's no true formula for it 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 just kind of happened to us thankfully um meeting everyone at awsa tournaments definitely helps so always wear your school gear at awsa we had a lot of of our skiers up at the eastern and southern regionals this year and that definitely uh gathered some interest there um so that i believe that's where it kind of helps that's where i met some of the first clemson skiers before i came in Mm
1: -hmm. um
0: and then it definitely evening evening out the men's and the women's team, or um, getting a good equal balance there, so that we can feed off e- of each other and not one's not kind of lagging behind and yeah. dragging down the score. Um, but yeah, it's it's really just publicity any way that you can. We have. Uh, we have events on campus that the school puts on, so just going to those and making sure that we're relevant on campus as well as in the already established water ski community.
1: Okay, okay, so uh, sounds like both, right? So, really promote yourself in the ski community and then also make sure that the non ski venues know about you uh, in the case that, you know, someone might see that and go, hey, I used to ski, I like to yeah. ski.
0: Oh, yeah. and. Clemson also has a really unique setup. Um, I actually think we are one of the largest uh, team or clubs, teams, however you want to categorize us in the nation, because we have two parts of us. So we have the club, which is open to any student within Clemson, um, and they can go out on the boat with just a single driver who we certify Monday through Friday, sent up to sundown. And that's just over 100 people. And then in wow. addition to that, yeah. So we we manage a lot, and this, like I said, this is all team led. We have an advisor who helps us from the school end, but who we elect as officers are the people who take on that responsibility. Um, yeah. And then in addition to those hundred, we have I think this year we broke 40 people on our team um, on the roster at least. Not all of them travel, but it's definitely a lot of skiers get out on the water.
1: <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's a that's big numbers
0: it is and that's partly what helps us grow because we know we have the revenue from the dues from both Um, and then it's just being able to allocate what the school gives us versus what we make into um, travel expenses is definitely the one of the largest and then all the maintenance for the boats
1: okay so I'm assuming just to to get this clear uh, what the school gives you meaning you as a club apply for some kind of funding you have to justify it in terms of hey we're traveling here for a tournament or we need this piece of equipment or is that is that how it works
0: yeah so typically in years past we would we have a presentation every spring um leading up to that next fiscal year so our fiscal year starts in july um this year they're actually backing it up so this fall we are applying for the 2020 and 2021 fiscal year, so they're, they're making us project even further out, but we go in and present our budget to them, what we expect to make, what um, our expenses are expected, and our community service uh, of our involve- involvement throughout the um, school and on a nation level is what helps determine um, what, how much they're able to provide for us. And sadly, we did have a new policy change, so it's not as much as in years past, um, which does kind of threaten our growth. But we're, we're working through that.
1: OK. OK. Would you like to share how you're, you guys are trying to deal with that?
0: Yeah. Uh, so up until this year, we would get a new vote every year. So as I said, we had two aspects. We had the club and we'd always get a new wakeboard boat. And then we had the team and they would get the new team boat. And we would just alternate. So no vote would be more than two years old. Yeah. Um, this year, they cut our funding. So we're getting less than 25% of what we used to get, which means that we probably will not be getting a new vote unless we can really do a lot of fundraising and, and see where we can pull um, money from. Uh, one saving grace is the one thing that isn't included in our budget funding um, that was in the spring. Is nationals because you have to qualify for nationals to be able to go so we can't apply for any funding for that until we qualify after regionals so that's one thing that um, we can try to get a little bit more money back on especially since it's in California this year and flights can get expensive
1: yeah 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 I, I, I have fond memories of all those challenges um, and by the way do you guys have anything online that you're using to fundraise at the moment anything that we can promote here
0: we do. We have it through our Facebook page, just Clemson Water Ski Team, and we also have a website that's www.clemsonwatersports.com. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where our club goes to sign up for their uh, for their club slots to go out on the water, and we have a little bit of information on how to contact us and how to donate on there as well.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, and I'll put this on the, on the description and, uh, in the episode so that people can go there and and hopefully chip in and help you guys out.
0: That would be perfect. Anything helps.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, Let me see, because I know we have a few notes here. Um, Mm -hmm. So give me, like, again, we have listeners that might not be aware or they didn't live the experience of collegiate skiing. Uh, give Give me a sense of what a day in the life of a collegiate water skier looks like at Clemson.
0: All right. Well, at Clemson, uh, obviously we have classes that we have to worry about too. So most of us have the classes in the morning, then our afternoons are free, or vice versa, so that we uh, we at least have a block of time where we can go practice. And then we just put out to our our group chat saying, "Hey, who wants to go ski? Once we have two drivers who can, we drive less. It's less than a mile from our campus to our docks. Um, what go get?" Yeah, we're right on we're right on Lake Hartwell, so we our stadium overlooks the lake, which is really awesome on game days. Wow. Um, yeah, definitely a different experience than most schools. But yeah, so we just go to the docks, get our equipment out of our trailer that is right there and travels with us to every tournament. And if anyone wants to trick, we trick back to the course. It's about like a 15 minute boat drive. Um, go back and ski and. We coach each other, drive each other. We're we're just all about being with our team and being able to support each other as much as we can. And then once we get back, we uh, usually have to go do some homework or just everyday life of getting groceries and not getting behind on on cleaning, basically, and trying to stay organized as we're on the road almost every weekend.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because obviously this is a, audio podcast but we're on skype and Mm -hmm. i can see you smiling as you talk about all these commitments so i mean it seems to me like and, and i had a chance to experience it as well it's a much busier life than the regular college student i would say uh but it seems very rewarding
0: it's definitely rewarding with um nationals being the biggest of them all this last year we were able to um replace ninth and I think our women's team had one of their highest placements of six just in the last few years. Um, but we also got, we were a runner-up for the Teen Spirit Award. And oh, every wow. year, yeah, every year we're known for our breakaway pants because we have a tradition that when it's men's trick day, they like to wear the orange Speedos, and then we have the breakaway pants over top of them. Um, so that's kind of our, our signature at Nationals. So that's, that's our kind of like the cherry on top after... Being an officer for all year. Once we get to October, it's like, oh, we just get to relax and see how far we've come um, between practice and tournaments and everything in between. Because while other other sports like football, they have the people to support them and do all the paperwork outside of it, but we we do that all on our own. So in addition to going to compete, we have to make sure that everything is covered.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's no little responsibility because. And I'll just mention things that come to mind, but like gas for the boat, hotels, uh, registration to tournaments, Mm -hmm. uh, who is in, what rotations they're in. And we didn't even talk about that. Um, You know, like it's it's a lot of work. And for all the skiers out there that take this responsibility and become officers and run the club, like my hands off, (laughs) you know, for, for your effort.
0: It is, and it's it's definitely something no one person can take on alone. If it wasn't for all of our other officers, we wouldn't have the fundraising for merchandise to do anything. Our PR um, chair has been doing amazing, especially with our Instagram and just getting our name out there more. Um, and it, it's really everyone putting in a combined effort. It's no one person.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's and I had a chance to see that's actually our. I found initially contacted you through your Instagram which is like I want to say almost professionally designed like you guys are doing a great job there
0: thank you that's all Kate Sullivan she uh, she learned a bit from her roommate and then she became our PR this person and uh, or this year and um, took over from Matt Hartel who kind of just started the the flow of um, figuring out how to make us look more professional and giving us a good face out there
1: Yeah, yeah, no, she's definitely doing a good job. Kudos on her roommate.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) Let's see. Um, So I'd be curious to hear, because you've been in collegiate skiing for a while, um, and let's assume, uh, this is a very new podcast, so I just have a sense of who might be listening, Mm -hmm. but let's say there's some young skier out there, they're in high school, they're considering uh, collegiate skiing, you know, and what, like, Let's say you had to sell them, okay? Maybe not to Clemson University necessarily, although you're more than free to do that <laughs> if you want. But uh, to sell them to collegiate skiing, because I think a lot all the people that go through it agree that it's like the best skiing time in their life. So why is that?
0: It is. It's truly, as we've uh, touched on before, it's it becomes your family. It becomes people you can rely on outside of school um, in skiing, whatever you need that's going on in life, they're there with you. They're there for you. Um, we had a, a, one of our skiers get injured this last weekend and not only our team, but, uh, Alabama's team who is still there just because we had the two largest teams and we're on B team or the B team skiers or anyone who aren't able to make the top five, Um, so we just happened to be the two left and they, they were very gracious and we're very thankful for them just being around and making those friendships. Um, but no matter what level you are, it's open to everyone. We have people who didn't even know how to swim and we taught them how to ski swimming nice. first and then skiing <laughs> uh,
1: okay okay so you kept the order all right
0: <laughs> we, we kept them safe we were like okay the skis float the life festival floats but we'll teach you some of the basics just in case anything happens right um and then at, just people who free skied they've come and learned um it's it's open to anyone and it may be a little intimidating at first just because we are competing at nationals um, but it's it's truly the, the best place to learn because every there's always going to be someone around your level who's going to be able to push you uh, to reach that next that next brink. Yeah,
1: no, that's uh, I mean that's a, that's a very good selling speech. I mean, <laughs> I, you don't need to convince me. If I could be eligible for just another fall, I would do it. But I'm way too old, and I've done them all. So unfortunately, I can I can't do that again. Uh, let's see oh yeah um so you guys are getting ready for nationals
0: we are any
1: any new recruit that came in this year that you're particularly stoked about
0: uh one of our main recruits coming in this year was Abby skiing and then she ended up actually connecting um, with a roommate who also skis uh, Grace Culver and the funny part is cause the water skiing community is very small she moved to the same area in Pennsylvania where I had moved away from um, just two years. So we had two years in between one of us living there. Uh, but they're, they're two of our recruits that came in and it's going to be interesting because they're going to – Abby should be on our tricks tricks team for the women's and Grace, um, she might be able to grab that fifth spot in tricks, and is definitely competing for the last two spots in Slalom. So we're okay. uh, – definitely became a little bit more competitive this year and hopefully everyone is able to make it to nationals
1: because that's that's the other thing about collegiate right because it's such a team event yes you you put five skiers on the water per gender per event Mm -hmm. but everyone kind of brings the points that they bring so like you it's super competitive and everyone is important that's what i'm trying to say so depth is super crucial right Mm -hmm. and who makes that fifth spot? Which also we should say, you put five skiers on the water. They take the top four, correct. But the fifth still gets on the on the run, like on the on the final placement, right? Yes,
0: yeah. So, so those, was...
1: everyone is important at the end.
0: Yes. Oh yes, and that definitely showed for us last year because I believe our fifth spot skiers, at least I know for the guys' team, um, and I think for the majority of events for the girls' team as well our fifth round skiers ended up counting for our team scores just because either we're, we're a little protected on Hartwell, so a bit spoiled. And it was a bit windy, so not the conditions that we're normally used to. And some skiers um, just didn't have their best day because it's only the best that are competing that day. It's not like you get a second try. Yeah. Um, so it, it yeah, the, the people that we had slotted as their scores were probably not going to count ended up counting towards our team score and our team overall placement.
1: Yeah. So you have that, like you have sort of like, you know, you have to have everyone in the water being able to deliver because some, sometimes, you know, things can happen and you may fall earlier than expected or, you know, wind conditions. Mm -hmm. But also I think what's cool is that and that's probably like, I guess, level two of strategizing. If your fifth score, which you can't use for your, for your, for your points, pushes down the fourth score of your competitor, you're sort of getting points in a negative sort of way, right?
0: Yes, yes, because you're still creating more space between them, like in the placement overall.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the craziest thing about collegiate skiing, I always remember and see to this day, is that the points are many, but the differences between Teams are never that many, mm-hmm. which is so crazy. So, like, you get to last day, which for Division One is women's tricks, men's jump, mm-hmm. where the jumpers are going out, knowing, okay, if I jump X, then maybe we get twenty points, and that brings the whole team from this placement to a placement above.
0: It does, yeah, and it's it's very interesting to see it change because um, in years past, tricks has definitely been our weakest event. So it's like, okay, usually go from slalom to tricks to jump. Um, national is a, little, is a little bit more uh, intermixed. But seeing us go from slalom, okay, great, tricks not so well, jump. We know we can do good, but how good are we really going to do to bring us back up? Um, so it's definitely interesting to see how it progresses throughout the yeah. weekend.
1: Yeah, so it sounds, and hearing that, it sounds you guys took a step ahead because you were very excited about these new trickers coming in.
0: Yes, yes. Our uh, our trick team, while we usually only have like two, maybe three good trickers for the guys and the girls, um, I would say our top four spots in for male and female are, are pretty well stacked and can um, beat out quite a few of the other uh, school's members as well.
1: That's good. That's good. Yeah, it well, looks like an exciting year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that in mind, um, what are, what is the goal? If you like, cool. I'm sure you guys have meetings. You talk about it. What is the goal this year?
0: We do. So the goal for our team, just very light, is to have fun and be able to get another team spirit award, and to hopefully place in the top eight again. Um, and that's that's more on the skiing side, on our. A little bit more paperwork side like everything that happens behind the scenes we're hoping to just continue to grow and get our recruitment going um going as well as we can because we do have a lot of people graduating this year this is my class so everyone who came in with me we're out of our eligibility this year which is kind of sad because we're all going to see each other graduate and and move on but uh we'll know we'll see each other at awsa tournaments um, but we want to make sure that we leave it the best that we can. And so that we're leaving everything written down that the new people coming in don't have to relearn our history and repeat that history so they can evolve instead. And that's yeah. where I think a lot of teams can, can really improve on. Cause if you're relearning everything that the group before you just learned, you're not growing. And that's, that's what we want all of our teams to do grow as much as they can.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's very good advice. I think we are, on on one hand we're very lucky to have people in every single collegiate ski team club that stand like you know comes up and says, "Okay, mm-hmm. I'll I'll help out. I'll take a leadership position." And then sometimes through the time, like the the knowledge is not passed down, and not for negative uh, reasons in mind, just because you're super busy that you you decide to do things right. Yeah. So yeah, I think it. it it's, it's very good advice that you're giving, like make sure that if you do have a leadership position that you also pass down the knowledge so things can continue.
0: Yes. And for us, that kind of started back with one of our alumni. Um, The Google drive is amazing for us because that just gets passed down to each, each officer. So it's like, okay, anything you want to know, just go search for it and I'm sure you'll be able to find it on our drive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you said boats, so you guys have a wakeboard boat, um, ski boat. Uh, do you use a brand in particular? You guys are affiliated with a dealership. How do you guys manage that?
0: Um, typically in the past, because with the new policy change, some things have changed um, in our process. But typically in the past, it would just be the lowest bid. So instead of, um, like when you're selling a boat, instead of bidding and it go, goes up. Our dealers would uh, submit bids and saying, okay, this is how much we're gonna uh, be able to compensate for the team. Um, And we're very thankful for how much they have been able to give us off in the past, as we have a Malibu dealer and um, now an Altique dealer. They just changed from MassCraft to Altique this year, right over in Seneca. So not even 20 minutes from us. Um, Mm -hmm. And like I said, both alumni from our team, so they know how we work. um, And they work with us amazingly. It's uh, JC Sports for Malibu and Water Sports Central for uh, Naltique. Um, so this year we have a MasterCraft NXT 20 for our wakeboard boat and a 2019 Malibu TXI for our team boat. And it usually rotates, uh, but lowest bid is lowest bid. We don't get to control who we get. We just control our um, our outline, kind of our guidelines saying, okay, we need like this kind of motor need to have such-and-such um, such prop on it um, we don't want back seats we do want back seats kind of the add-ons that can um, either help sell the boat or may just not be worth it for a college team
1: yeah yeah so you know no radio key cranking just bare <laughs> minimum so that these guys can have a boat
0: Yes, um, yes.
1: and do you have it white and orange I have to say I have to ask
0: yes we do have uh, both of our boats are in orange um, which you would think are kind of hard to sell but in these past few years they they've been selling for a bit more than what we ever expected to get
1: there you go there you go well I mean it might be that those colors by now represent you know your very successful team so people want to have part of it
0: hopefully our team and our football team I think the football kind of helps with that as well
1: doesn't it (laughs) doesn't it? Yeah, I can see some hardcore, you know, fan of Clemson Tigers football team in their 50s. Oh, that's a nice wakeboard boat. Yeah, I'll take it, you know.
0: Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter the price. That's exactly who we want, who are our, uh, our goal audiences. <laughs>
1: right, right. Uh, okay, okay, so, let me see. Um, yeah, I think we pretty much touched on, you know, on a lot of things. Um, we'll, uh, I'll post and promote like ways for people to contribute to your team, of course,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, and I'm guessing to keep up with your tournament scores and everything, they can follow your social media?
0: Yes, uh, our Instagram is definitely a little bit more active than our Facebook, but they are both linked, so both are going to be updated, um, and then that feeds in directly to our website, um, which one of our alumni puts on, and we're very thankful for him working with us on it. Um, so no matter which one of the three that you go on, you can find a link to, uh, be able to see the most active post.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. Any final words, something we didn't cover that you want the people to know?
0: Um, if you can join collegiate, go ahead and do it. It will be the best experience of your life. And of course we want you to join Clemson. So put us on the top of your list.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, as you know, we talked before a little bit before this interview, I'm a former raging Cajun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I won't prop my team here but uh, yeah <laughs> you should you, you should definitely get into collegiate skiing and then of course oh, yeah. choose the university that is the best for you or that's always the advice I give you know
0: yes um, yes you do have to you... put skiing over your uh, over your education because college is for your education and that's actually why I close, chose Clemson the skiing was just an add-on
1: okay okay well hopefully more people choose that as well and you guys continue to grow as much as you have um I hope so too. actually this was a true pleasure thank you so much for giving this interview
0: i'm glad we could and get touch or touch and base i totally said that backwards but yes i'm glad we got to talk <laughs>
1: yeah same here same here speak soon
0: Sounds good. Talk to you. Later.